Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast. I am the Preacher Dad, and you can find out more about me at PreacherDad.com. I have a blog over there and uh, a lot of other cool stuff. Sorry, I'm, uh, I was sitting at a stoplight, and then I took off, and uh, somebody was honking their horn distracted me. You ever done that? You've been in, uh, you know, going right along your on your own merry way, and then something happens that distracts you. And it just jerks you over, and you completely lose your either your train of thought or what you're focused on doing. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I have been experiencing that a lot, and it is definitely, <clears throat> you know, you get you get focused on something that you think God wants you to be doing, or you're all charged up about. Hey, goals, goals, goals. Here it is January, and I'm trying to uh, do better about setting goals and planning for goals. And even to the point that I wanted to get my kids, you know, to plan to set some goals maybe this year. Wow, wonderful. But then the septic tank messes up, or it doesn't exactly mess up. There's just work to be done. And, you know, we're trying to finish making the chicken tractor so that we can get those chickens over here we need to have. And, you know, there's uh, <clears throat> about a hundred other projects. It got really cold where I live uh, over the weekend, and so we're worried about freezing pipes, and so then it becomes necessary to make sure those pipes are insulated correctly. You know, one thing after another just piles on. So you just gotta, I, I don't know, uh, press, press forward and to be diligent. I think that's what the definition of diligence really is, is that you you don't give up and you press forward into your, uh, your responsibilities regardless of your distractions. So I know that distractions are heavy out there, but uh, you know, we are, we are called to some really important things. And first and foremost, if you're a parent, you're called to raise your children in the admonition of the Lord to to fear him, to honor him, and ultimately to know him. Um, Paul said, he said all the wonderful accomplishments in his life, Philippians 3, he said all of the great things that he, that he has done or can do, and all these amazing um, credentials basically that he has, he says, I count it all dung that I may win Christ. Or maybe he says that I may know him and the fellowship of his suffering. You know, to know the Lord Jesus is the most important thing in life. And to help your children know the Lord is vital. And the devil will put all kinds of things in your way to keep us from being able to do that. And, you know, maybe you're in a life situation where you don't get to live with your kids or maybe you don't have as much interaction with them and I would just say do what you can do um, no matter what place we find ourselves in life and what consequences we may be enduring for our choices um, at the end of the day God says today is the day of salvation he says that uh, he wants us to do his will now, today. And, you know, the Lord has an amazing way of healing our hurts. 
and putting things back together if we will just pursue him today press forward and forgetting those things which are behind casting aside the weight which doth so easily beset us that's what I'm working on right now is throwing aside the weights that get in my way that hinder me from doing what God wants me to do well, anyway I'm pontificating enough probably um, I wanted to I guess give a little bit of an update it's been a, a little bit of time here since I last was able to uh, connect with you my faithful listening audience um, you know, on, uh, on the podcast here and you know like I said there's been a lot of distractions um, but we are pressing on you know I had a audio-visual technological problem with the uh, the Constitution class that I am uh, trying to facilitate it's done through Patriot Academy which is affiliated with wall builders oh boy I might be getting to, about to be pulled over oh no maybe not Woo, close call <laughs> well scared of the hard one there didn't we uh, well, anyway, slowing down, and, and, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so uh, Patriot Academy, the wall builders, have put together a course called Biblical Citizenship in Modern America, and I have been seeking to facilitate a class, and my first class is this Thursday, for anyone local, it starts at 6.30, <laughs> You'll know if you're local. Anyway, this Thursday at 6.30, I'll be starting the first class in Biblical Citizenship. But I had to make sure that I could play the video. Because, let me tell you, I ain't teaching this class. I'm going to be learning as well. But I am wanting to make sure that we can see and hear the video. So i got to make sure I have the pieces in place to make that happen. So, you know, there's a lot of logistical work that goes into things like this. Um, uh, you know, if you're not one of those people that wants to get up in front of everybody, let me tell you, you certainly could be one of the people that figures out how to make all the technology work. Um, because that's just really an important piece that helps the message to get across. And so, um, you know, I know people in my life that they, they would rather not be the leaders, but they're incredible behind the scenes. And we need all of those people in the fight. And we need everybody to be engaged in the battle of our time, the culture war. You know, I was listening to a presentation by George Barna. He's a researcher. Uh, he teaches at Arizona Christian University. And he's quite famous. You've probably heard of him. But he said that in their research, they have discovered that only 6% of Christian of people in America, only 6% of people have a biblical worldview. And we're not talking about you know everything that's about the Bible and you do it all correctly. We're just talking about some really basic things like believe the Bible is the Word of God and that it doesn't have error in it. Or um, uh, another aspect is that you attend church regularly. 
and it's not even like every week it's like three out of four in a month um, biblical worldview involves uh, remember some of the other things that he said that are engaged and involved in it but you, you get the idea it's not a huge super high bar it's just uh, what do you believe what how is your worldview line up with biblical truth and he finds that only six percent of Americans have a biblical worldview and it's actually surprising even in evangelical churches only one in five that's 20% of people that that attend regular that call themselves anyway evangelical Christians only one in five have a biblical worldview well it's no wonder that our country is in problem it's no wonder that we have crisis after crisis after crisis it's no wonder that we have any number of serious problems and issues in our nation the reason is because we don't have a worldview that lines up with the scripture so anyway this biblical citizenship class is meant to teach us how what is the biblical worldview as it relates to the Constitution to being a citizen in the United States what does the, what are the founders what are the framers of the Constitution intend what did they mean when they wrote the First Amendment, the Second Amendment? What do these different amendments mean, and what is it? how does it apply to us today? And what is the biblical perspective to have? What is the biblical worldview that we should have as it relates to being citizens in this, this great country? And friends, you know, there's many people that just say, well, America is beyond hope, and there's no chance for us anymore, and uh, I just don't know about that. I think that uh, there is a hope. There's hope for us, and if nothing else, to just simply lay the foundation for the the resistance. <laughs> if we're taken over by the um, by the communists, by the socialists, by the progressives. If the progressive left takes over this nation and strips us of all of our private property and uh, puts us in jail if we own a handgun or a rifle, or maybe puts us in jail if we want to call homosexuality sinful, um, or even call any sin by its rightful name, they want to put us in jail. Friends, we need to be prepared to resist. Um, I'm a proponent of Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, peaceful resistance. That's the best way to get things done. But, you know, the resistance, like the resistance has risen up under totalitarianism throughout history. We need to be prepared to be those people, but to have a biblical worldview about what we do and why we do it. Um, I think of Corey Tidboom and her father and the determination that they made, or Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who determined that the scriptures must guide his behavior, and he became a spy involved in plotting to assassinate Adolf Hitler. Now, imagine a Christian pastor involved in planning to assassinate the leader of his country, but Nazi Germany had gotten to that point. Now, by God's grace, we would never get to that point. But, it's happened. 
And so what do we do? How do we approach it? So I believe this class is going to help us to learn those things. And I'm excited to be able to share with you some of the things that I've learned that I'm learning. Anyway, so there you go, folks. Um, that's a little bit of an update from the Preacher Dad. You know, at PreacherDad.com, I try to blog about everything from parenting to politics to preparing. And um, we are looking at planting our garden, uh, trying to grow a bunch of vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Well, probably not too many fruits, but at least vegetables, raising some of our own uh, meat so that we can we can be self-sustaining and independent as much as possible. And um, so there's a little bit about preparation and then parenting. Oh, uh, well, this Bible verse was bouncing around in my head a minute ago. Grow not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So we got to sow, sow, sow to our children. Sow the truth, sow the wisdom that God has given us, the wisdom we find in the Bible, be willing to admit when we're wrong, and just continue to show our children the things that are important in, in daily life. And I think that is the key. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times but rises again. The definition of righteousness is not never falling. The definition of righteousness, according to that scripture, is to keep getting up. You might fall a ton, and seven in the Bible is the number of completion or, or fulfillment or perfection. You fall seven times. Whoa, seven times. But you rise again because the righteous man knows where to find forgiveness. So friends, no matter what mistakes we've made, go to the Lord for his forgiveness and press on toward the mark. Grow not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Don't give up. Don't faint. Press on. If you're making mistakes as a parent and God reveals those to you, then stop them and change course. Change course and go the right direction. But don't let the enemy tell you that you have completely ruined your children by the mistakes you've made. Yeah, will there be consequences? Yes, there will be. But I'm telling you, God is a healing God. And God can heal those mistakes, heal those consequences by the power of His grace and through the mercy of His forgiveness. The power of His blood that cleanses us from all sin. Friends, that is my encouragement to you today. My encouragement to myself. Because I'm telling you, i got plenty of mistakes to go around. But let's just continue to look unto the Lord Jesus and not grow weary in doing the right things. Alright, I'll give you an update next time I have one. <laughs> and maybe Fatherhood Friday we might get a dad joke or two. That'd be fun. And maybe I'll do them in an accent. I was told today my accents are great. Maybe if I do them more, I get more listeners to me podcast. Yeah, probably not. You're right. You're right. Well, not likely. Not likely. All right, folks. God bless you. Hang in there. Stay in the fight. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.